Welcome to Chapter 3 of HealthSystemCIO.com's interview with Jamie Nelson, CIO at the Hospital for Special Surgery. In this segment, Nelson talks about the next frontier after implementing an EHR, the very different skill set CIOs will need going forward, and why in today's world she believes there's no separating work and life. And I guess it's something where you have to kind of use your own instinct uh, when it comes down to it, when, when you're talking about when to uh, push forward with something, when to hold off. It's really just go, going with your gut instinct and, and what experience has told you. Yeah, and you don't want to be seen as being in the way and slowing things down. Yeah. You know, this is, these are different times. Things are changing very rapidly. So we're, we need to keep a pace. You know, I'm training my own self this year. Obviously, cybersecurity, I've been a student of that for quite a few years now. But, you know, they're asking us, what's blockchain? How is that going to impact what we do? What is analytics? How are we going to take all this data that we have with Epic and other systems and have that help foster innovation, creativity? So learning these new areas and really coming up to and I'm not, they're not new areas, but when you've spent a couple of years worrying about putting an EMR in, these things are all suddenly new, and, and now they're the next frontier. So CIOs really have to keep educating themselves to be able to contribute in a meaningful way to these new frontiers that the hospital is pushing through. Right. That kind of segues nicely into looking at some of the biggest ways in which the CIO role has evolved and really from more of a technical leader to somebody who sits at that table and is involved in strategic decision-making. I'm sure that that's been interesting to see, particularly in the last five to ten years. You have to be seen as a business partner and as a change agent uh, in an organization. I think that's the most important thing. You know, in terms of the EPIC implementation, I was less a technical lead than an organizational change lead and helping to make sure the right governance was in place, that the right parties were involved, that we handled issues in a, in a um, manner that helped us expedite getting to resolution. That was a lot of my role. Um, and I think that throughout IT leadership and management, that's, those are important skills, uh, boardroom level skills, being able to take complex things and put them in a way that the finance committee or the audit committee or the general board can understand. Uh, those are important skills. So uh, I think we're long past the days of the, you know, the IT director that used to run operations being necessarily the one who's going to lead the IT organization in the future. I think very different skill sets are needed moving, moving forward in this environment. Right, and, and you know, a lot of that, that focus on being able to communicate in the appropriate way to people in different positions and uh, really be able to relay that message. And also, um, having some background, I started in hospital administration, not in IT, and I've worked in finance, I've worked in ambulatory care, you know, I've run ancillary departments, I've run lean organizations, so having that type of background and understanding the operation of an environment of a hospital, I think is also important for a CIO. It, it really allows you to understand what your constituents are trying to do, and then it helps you better guide them to getting there. So having operational background and experience, I think, is very important for today's CIO. And um, in your role, do you do formal mentoring or informal, or how, how do you um, do that at this point? Well, the hospital has a mentoring program that I'm part of, and they will match executives with rising stars within the organization to mentor them. You know, I have 
my mentee this quarter is a, a young administrator in the Department of Medicine, so it can be, you know, from anywhere. I do a lot of informal mentoring because I think that, again, this idea of somebody having an IT background and becoming uh, an IT leader is not the only path. So I often speak with people who have different types of healthcare backgrounds who are interested in moving up their careers, up, up through their careers, and, you know, helping them to figure out how their skills and experiences can be used in lots of different places within the healthcare environment. So I think that's important um, because it is a, a role that needs many different types of skills and reminding younger people that how important their skills are and building skills in different areas. You know, I often say I'm, I'm thrilled when somebody in my department moves to another department within the hospital in terms of their growth path, or we take somebody from outside the department and, and bring it into IT. Because I think moving back and forth in an organization and learning a lot of different aspects about it would help with anybody's career growth um, in terms of administrative positions within a hospital. So I do, I do a combination of formal and informal mentoring. Okay. And I'm sure it's interesting from your perspective, too, just to, to be speaking to people who are at different stages of their careers. Yeah, I mean, I've got everybody from, I, I was uh, chatting with a young gentleman who's a senior uh, at my alma mater, um, and then I'll speak to people who I worked with 20 years ago and now are looking for career change. So it's all over the place. Oh, yeah, sure. And um, I didn't know if there's anything that, uh, any other projects or anything that, that we didn't touch on um, that you wanted to, to, to speak about. I just wanted to make sure I gave you the chance. We're doing a lot of things. We're doing a lot of things about cybersecurity. We have another data center. We're trying to move out of Manhattan to an off-site location. We have a few uh, ambulatory surgery centers that are going to be stood up and we'll be putting systems in there. But I think the most important projects are the ones around analytics, around supporting innovation and value, um, and around optimizing the system that we've put in and helping to change practices here through the use of the system that we put in and really helps transform the way we deliver health care. So those are, those are, I think, the most exciting things we're working on. Right. And I guess if you're about a year in or so, I'm sure you're moving, moving to the point where you are able to, to make those changes or make sure that people are using the system or getting the most they, they can out of it. I had one of our physicians the other day chatting with me outside an elevator bank, and she said she now wants to go back to look at all the initial training sheets we set out, uh, tip sheets we call them, because now that she's been on the system for a year, she wants to go back and revisit what the training was, how to do things. So, you know, I think people are at that point where they're, they're ready to take that next step and, and re-educate themselves or have us help with that. So it's exciting to see that happen. Yeah, I'm sure that that's nice to see, too, from your perspective, Yeah, to see that interest. Okay. And you said you've been there for five years? April will be five years, yes, so okay. right around the corner. And do you live in the city? I live in suburban uh, New York, so I, I live 20 miles from the office. Okay. When we spoke last, you, you were excited about getting back to the city and um, you still uh, really like working in New York. It's, it's a great place, in my opinion. There's, there's an amazing energy here. First of all, I'm, I'm a New Yorker, you know, a lifelong New Yorker, so I, I love being here. But especially being on the Upper East Side, we are next to New York Presbyterian Hospital. We are a 
across the way from Memorial Sloan Kettering. We're up the street from Rockefeller University Hospital. NYU is a couple of medical centers a couple of miles down. Mount Sinai is a couple of miles up. So we're in this wonderful academic corridor is the way I think about it. So there's a lot of energy, a lot of excitement. These hospitals are doing really wonderful things for patients. So it's nice to be in the middle of all of this in, in such a fantastic institution. So, yeah, I love being here in the city. Yeah. And then hopefully you are also able to, to, to get a, get away to or get some time off on, on the weekends. And <laughs> Yeah. We, well, you know, I, I was thinking about that. For me, work and life, there's no separation it really when you're a CIO you're always working you're all you're always on call there's always something that could come up on the weekend so you know I can never just say okay I'm done working uh, fortunately I love where I am and I love what I do in my team so it's, I don't see that as a burden at all you know it's just part of life um, and understanding that you can't control everything and that often how you react to things is, is more important than what may have happened is is a great way to ground yourself. But, you know, also remembering that work is just a part of life and it's a continuum and you make sure you're doing something that you love. So it's just part of your overall satisfaction in, in your life. It, to me, it makes work-life balance almost immaterial. It's one continuum. And yeah. this is coming from a woman who's raised three children while working, so. Yeah, and, and what you said, though, that, that's a very honest take on it. It's true that they, they never really are separate, especially, you know, at that stage. One big flow. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and are your kids, are they out of the house at this point? One is a sophomore in college, one is graduating in May, and the other is going to be going back to law school. So I think I, think I have a bunch of perpetual students, but that's okay. <laughs> that's what it feels like. Yeah, I'm sure. All right. Well, that's, that was what I wanted to talk about. So thank you so much for your time. It's been really great hearing about all the uh, incredible work that your team is doing. Well, I'm, I'm so fortunate. You know, it's funny because I was with our CEO today, and he was thanking me for my particular performance for last year. And, you know, my response is, thank you for allowing me to put the team around me I have because I've always believed that you are only as good as that team around you. So having the ability to hire what I consider the best around me um, is what makes us all successful. Great. Well, thanks again, and I hope to catch up with you um, maybe at one of these local events. Yes, local events I, I go to, so. Okay. All right, Kate. Thanks again. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.